the sports pan on ESPN UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad to have you along Tuesday afternoon and a chance to talk UP football with coaches around the area today. And we begin with Westwood head coach Scott Sergila. Kind enough to give us some time here at ESPN UP. Coach, first of all, tell me about how you're navigating this pandemic and the quarantine. And we're hoping that we get football and we get it on time this year. But some of the conversations you've had maybe with those around you as you try to build your program up for year six. Well, you know, um, it hasn't been easy. Um, you know, it, uh, with me, I, I kind of pride myself on building relationships with the kids. And, you know, that's kind of why we as coaches do this. And, um, you know, and not seeing them and not being around them, that's, that's pretty hard. And uh, uh, I may be able to stay, you know, through social media and different things, just stay in somewhat of a contact with them and, touch base with them just to check in, see how they're doing and see how their families are doing and things like that. And, um, you know, so we've been in somewhat constant communication that way. Um, you know, communications right at, you know, obviously your fingertips nowadays. And, um, so, you know, our coaching staff has done a really good job of just kind of, you know, touching base with the kids and, you know, doing those sorts of things. And a lot of our kids that, uh, are working out on their own and, you know, because they, they were lifting all winter uh, up until we, you know, uh, the lockdown occurred and, and the stay-at-home order happened. And so, you know, they, they, they didn't want to lose that. So they, you know, went out and um, a lot of them, you know, have their own little program and, you know, are, uh, weights at home. And they've been doing that. So I'm proud of our kids for doing that. How about going forward? You know, they've even got some of your kids with access to weights at home. Is that a problem for some others or how are they going about doing that? You know, uh, we've, we've helped them as a coaching staff, and, and um, you know, we have some outside sources that we use, um, and those people and those programs have helped tremendously, you know, and maybe instead of uh, if you don't have a, you know, a barbell to do squats with, well, you know, fill a backpack up with, um, you know, canned goods or something like that, or use a bag of dog food if you got a do dog at home, and uh, you know, do goblet squats. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways that are, we're, we're adapting. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's like the, it's a Rocky four movie, you know, when Rocky's training out and out in the woods and carrying logs around and running through the snow. Uh, that's pretty much what, what we have to do if you don't have weights. And, uh, you know, that's not a bad thing in my opinion. It's, you know, our kids are overcoming some adversity and, and, uh, they're, they're figuring things out. Coach, I got to give him a shout, but I saw the setup that the Markhams were able to put together. I thought that was just great, getting creative. Any creative ones that you really liked that stood out to you? Well, yeah, that, that, that one stood out to me. And, and um, you know, I, I got to, you know, we got some kids that have a weight bench. And, you know, and it's a good thing. Uh, Travis, you're in, uh, messaged me. He said, Coach, I need more weights. And, um, you know, he was up near 300 pounds for his bench and I think he's, you know, benching 305 plus now. And, and he said, I'm running out of weights and, you know, so that's a good thing. And, uh, but you know, our, our kids are doing a lot of different things. You know, I see backpacks out there and dog food and, um, uh, kids running stairs in, inside their house. I don't know if that really mom and dad might get a little bit upset, but, uh, you know, the kids been outside too. They've been getting outside and, you know, that um, running in the yard or running up and down an alley or something like that. And 
um, it, it's, you know, it's, it's what you got to do. And I, we have a really good group of kids and um, it, I'm excited to see what happens this year. And uh, hopefully we can play in the fall. Well, Coach, I know the situation is constantly changing, but do you have kind of a tentative timeline maybe you want to try to follow, or is it just kind of day by day for you? Honestly, we're, you know, we're at the mercy of the state of Michigan, the governor. And um, if, and then, you know, you're at the mercy of the superintendent. And so, you know, the government could say, uh, the governor could say, okay, this or that is lifted, and you can do these certain things now. Um, but you know, if your superintendent doesn't feel comfortable, your principal, your AD or whatever it may be, um, you know, then, you know, we're at the mercy of them, but I'm sure, you know, uh, once we, um, get back to quote unquote normal, or hopefully we can soon somewhat normal, um, you know, our administration will take a look at it. They'll get the weight room cleaned up and sanitized. And, um, you know, we have to do all those things before we head back into the weight room. And, uh, you know, if we can get those things done and, uh, I'm hoping, you know, maybe sometime mid to end of June, that, you know, beginning of July, I think that's somewhat realistic. And, you know, and obviously that depends upon, you know, if the virus, a bunch of cases flare up again and, and, you know, so you're, you're just literally, like you said, you're, you're doing, we're doing it day by day. Um, everything that we've heard from the state, uh, MHSA, uh, there hasn't been a lot of communication maybe with our ed there has been but he, he's you know mr beckman's been in good communication with me too and that um they just don't know they just don't know they're, they're waiting to see and you know you hear all these different rumors about the nfl and all this other thing you know we're not going to have a season and blah 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 well but nothing's for sure because you're at the mercy of basically an invisible virus you know and so um, if, if we can get that thing under control and under wraps, well then, yeah, we, 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 you know, we should be able to play football in the fall. So, so we'll see what happens. Well, coach, let's assume that the season is going to be played and it's going to be played on time. Tell me about the team you have coming back, obviously three straight playoff trips in the last three years. And tell me about some guys that you've got coming back, where some strengths will be and where maybe some areas of concern are. Sure. Uh, you know, that, it, one, that's what I told our kids. We have to assume that August 10th, we're starting, you know, double days. Here we go. You know, we have to assume that because if we're not prepared, we're not going to be prepared. And so I told our kids, you know, uh, we want to try to work out as much as we can and do stuff on your own. And, you know, our kids know the program. They've been, they've been lifting with it now for a while, so they know it. Um, you know, the first person that, you know, you look at uh, is Garrett Mann. Um, he's been with us since he's been a sophomore. Um, he was a two-way starter uh, on offense and defense. You know, he was a linebacker for us and played in the backfield um, last year and kind of was the lead blocker for uh, Taylor DeLangelo. Um, uh, he is going to be one of our quarterbacks this year, um, kind of going to be our quarterback, I guess you could say. Um, he's going to be a thrower. <laughs> and uh, you know, but he, he's a big kid. He's a hard worker, um, leads by example. Um, a lot of good, good experience coming back. He's a really good linebacker. Um, he's going to be a huge part of our offense this year. And um, Travis Uren was with us last year as a sophomore, pound for pound, one of the strongest kids around. Um, has really good speed. 
you know, and his learning curve was pretty steep last year as, as a sophomore. And he was playing a really, really tough position uh, in our defense, which is inside linebacker. And, um, you know, in last year, he was, he was even slightly undersized. He had the strength, but you still have to have some size there. He was slightly undersized, but he's put on some weight this year. He's a lot stronger, too. The speed is still there. I expect big things out of him. And he's going to be a big part of our um, team this year on both sides of the ball. And, um, you know, we have some younger linemen coming up. We had a couple of sophomores up with us last year. Um, you know, I, I was joking around with one of our coaches that this is going to be the first year tackle to tackle where um, there's a possibility that we might have every kid over 190 pounds, 185 pounds. And um, so, you know, that, that, that's, uh, you know, Coach Wilson is going to do a tremendous job with them and get our line going. He did last year. And uh, in, a, in a year that maybe we were um, probably more undersized than we have been even in the past. So um, I expect big things. Our kids expect big things. And um, I think last year helped because we expected us to, you know, to compete. Um, but nobody really expected us maybe to go seven and two and make the playoffs. I heard a lot of words like rebuilding or, you know, uh, how do you replace this guy or that guy? Um, but I, I thought our kids did a really good job of paving their own way. And, um, you know, we had we had a solid team last year, and I was proud of our seniors. And, you know, those are still big shoes to fill. You know, Eric Anderson, Taylor Delangelo, and Chad Pullman and guys like that. And on the line, uh, Matt Pavel and um, Didland. And so you still have to replace those guys. Um, but – we had a lot of kids get some pretty good experience last year, too. Coach, you mentioned Brad Wilgen and obviously does a great job with the offensive and uh, defensive line for your squad. Is your coaching staff pretty much going to be in place uh, for the coming year? Yeah, everything's uh, everything's the same. We are looking at possibly adding a, a coach or two. Um, uh, you know, Dom Sardini kind of helped us out uh, at the JV level um, on a – part-time basis last year and um you know he he graduated now from northern and he has a job now up in minnesota so he's out there um bobby zelke uh was with us the last couple of years um but he was kind of with us on a part-time basis too but he he's he was student teaching uh down in kingston um and so i would assume that you know should everything work out you know, I'm sure he's going to be hired somewhere because uh, Bobby's good. Bobby, Bobby's going to make a great coach and a great teacher. And, um, you know, so I don't think we'll have those two guys back. Uh, so, you know, we're going to look at, you know, replacing those two guys, maybe try to – because they're kind of position coaches and, and Bobby, especially with his outside backer knowledge, um, he uh, did a great job with our outside backers last year with Eric Anderson and Zach Carlson. So we're going to, we got to, we got to look to fill that spot a little bit, which we got some plans in the works, but nothing for sure yet. Coach, uh, with the realignment of the Westpac, some teams in the lower division dropped. I know Gogebic dropped then to the smaller level. Uh, tell me about the schedule and how the Westpac has kind of reshaped itself. Uh, everything's honestly the same for us, except Gogebic is no longer on the schedule. And then Park River Harris uh, came in to the schedule. Um, which 
I don't know how that worked out because you're just taking one smaller school, put another smaller school in there. And well, not necessarily smaller on paper, um, but you know, it's, they, they said that when I know going into the conference that every two years, I think they're, you know, when they formed the conference every two years, they were going to look at it and make some adjustments if they had to, um, you know, go be struggled a little bit in that bigger division. Um, so they moved them down to the lower division. Um, and so, you know, uh, they, we don't have them on the schedule, uh, any longer. And one of my longtime coaching friends, Al Stenberg, who coaches at Bark River, great guy, um, and trying to get that program turned around. Uh, we, we're going to end up playing them. I think they have to come to West this year. So, uh, pretty much, I mean, everything's the same except obviously just flipped home and away from last year. So coach, how about, uh, the West pack itself and who you've got to go through. Tell me about the conference and who's going to be strong and where you see your team finishing. Well, you know, we hope to compete like we do every year for, for a conference title. And, um, you know, since the Westpac has been formed, uh, for the most part, we've done that. You know, we've fallen short, obviously, um, to Iron Mountain last year and, and Calumet. You know, those two have been our, our, our the, the ones that we've lost. And, you know, we've been fortunate enough to, to beat a powerhouse team like Nagani. Uh, however, I think this year all three of those teams are going to be really good. I think Iron Mountain's going to be really strong. Calumet um, has now taking it, in my opinion, to another level. They're at a different level than they have been. And, um, you know, they've established themselves as one of the premier programs in the Upper Peninsula. And uh, Coach Crows has done a great job. And, and Nagani's Nagani. You know, they, they're always strong. They're well coached. Uh, I know they're coaching staff really well. And, um, you know, they got, uh, they got linemen. They got some numbers. And, um, you know, they got tradition. And uh, those three teams, and we, we just hope that we're in the mix there. I think we have an opportunity to, um, but it's it's not going to be easy. It's not. It's uh, it's going to be. You know, the Westpac is. Uh, you come out of the Westpac, you're a Westpac champion. Um, win the Westpac, you're you got a pretty solid team, and uh, you should expect to go go a little go pretty for, uh, far in the uh, in the playoffs. Coach, uh, last thing before I let you go, just talking about where your program has come as you enter year six and year tenure, four playoff berths in your first five seasons, including the best uh, season in school history, a first playoff victory in school history. And I know you, you're humble. You'll give credit to your kids and coaches. As, you know, I know the role that they have in there, but it's got to feel good seeing where this program has come. Tell me about where it has come, you know, for you and uh, how you can relish in that and where you want it to be here in the next five years. I think if you asked maybe like a John Beckman or a Dave Bose, um, you know, they would say what you just said, you know, that it's come really far and we've done this and we've done that. And, and I think they would add to it that, that I'm relentless, um, that I'm really never satisfied sometimes to a fault. Um, however, Without their support, you know, and, and, and Dave Bowes, who's retired now but still supporting the program, has been a huge, huge supporter of what we're trying to do. Um, John Beckman has been a huge supporter of what we're trying to do. Um, we're starting to get parents on board. And, you know, the first thing you have to do is get your kids. you got to get your players 
on board and believe. And I think we have that. And uh, parents are now starting to believe and get on board. I mean, they're the ones that, you know, got to pick their kids up late from practice and drive them to the weight room in the summertime and pick them up in the summertime and, you know, do, do some of those things. And, um, you know, without their support and their dedication to, you know, their, 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 their children, um, we wouldn't have the success that we've had. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have a great coaching staff, you know, Brad Wilgen, and he, he's, he's the guy that we go into this with and, and I bounce a lot of different things off him and, um, you know, he does a great job. He really does. And I, I'm telling you right now, I, I wouldn't have been able to do this uh, without him. Uh, we wouldn't have had the line play that we've had and uh, the success that we've had with, without Brad Wilgen. And uh, um, he's, he's good. In my opinion, one of the best. And, uh, you know, uh, my first year I coached Coach Gray, you know, Luke Gray, and uh, now he's Coach Gray, and um, recognized almost right away what a what a, a leader, influential person that he could be and kind of talked to him in the – you might hate me for it, but I talked to him in the kind of coaching, and going, now he's going into teaching. He's got a year or two left. He's going to be graduating. Um, but he's, he's going to be great for our, for, for our, for our industry. And, uh, you know, and, uh, all these other coaches and some of the kids that have come back and we've had great kids. I, I've been really fortunate to have, you know, uh, a Nate Beckman and a Blake Hewitt and an Ashton Bergen and Sam Gillis and those guys and, and, uh, the Mann family and it, you know, it, we, I really have, it's, We've got kids that said, okay, you know, Serge is loud and he's a little bit crazy, but we're going to listen to him and see what he has to say. And, you know, and I, I'll be honest, it, it, it's not just me. It's, it's all of our coaches, our players, our parents. You have to have everybody involved. And uh, I'm fairly happy with where we are right now after five years, but not satisfied, I guess you could say. And, um, you know, I've, I've been kind of with this break, uh, looking at the next five years of, um, what do we want to try to do? And, and you know, I'll be honest that schools our size and even our, some of our competitors, you look at Nagani and you look at elsewhere, um, we need, we need new, uh, new weights. I don't want to say a new weight room, but we need to spend some money on getting, um, a new weight, new weight room, not the room itself, but new weights in that weight room. Um, we have to look at, you know, the upkeep of our field and uh, our press box and locker rooms for our kids. And it, look, it looks like we're, you know, depending upon this break or not, it looks like we're getting a new locker room for football. It's supposed to start in June, I believe. Uh, I don't know if that's put back with, you know, all this stuff going on. But um, those are the things that we want to try to look at. And, and not only because that those will, that's, that's part of the plan. And the overall expectation is that we gain then more kids. That's what you want. You, you know, every year we're at about 20 to 24 kids, give or take, you know, I want three or four or five more kids on the varsity um, consistently at the varsity level uh, in the next, you know, a uh, couple few years and um, to try to grow the program a little bit. Um, I want to try to be able to give back to our community a little bit more. Uh, I thought this last year we let up on that a little bit, and that's on me. I think we can do some more volunteering in our community and give back. Um, 
and try to garner some more community support. And uh, not saying that our community doesn't support us right now, but I think there can be more. I really do. And uh, I think we got some great kids. Uh, I think we got some great coaches. I think we got a solid program that's moving in the right direction. And um, football can be a fun thing. It can be a fun thing on Friday nights and fun for the, not just the team out there, but the entire school and, and uh, the entire community. So that's kind of my vision for the next five years, and hopefully we head in that direction. Scott Sergio Westwood, football head coach, kind enough to give us some time here at ESPN-UP. Always good talking to you, Serge. Looking forward to hopefully return to normalcy sooner rather than later and a fun season coming up this fall. I, I hope so too, Tanner, and I, I hope you stay safe and stay healthy and take care. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. We've invented a new messaging system using the crisp sounds of Bud Light. Crisp code. Lesson 42. This is how you say happy hour. It's happy hour. Let's go get some Bud Lights. That's it for today. Brewed with no corn syrup. Bud Light. Crisp. Enjoy responsibly. Bud Light Beer. Anheuser-Busch. St. Louis, Missouri. Now back to the sports pen. Here's Tanner Hoop. We're hoping to get some summer workouts in and hoping to get the season started on time as we preview the 2020 high school football year. First of all, how are you navigating this whole pandemic, the quarantine from a coaching aspect? Well, it's been, it's been different. You know, the, you know, I'm used to having a little bit more contact with, with our kids, you know, with track season and, and uh, you know, some workouts and stuff like that. But it's, it's, it's definitely been different and challenging. I know that this is ever-changing. It's day by day, hour by hour. Is there a tentative plan for the program moving forward, or you just kind of take it with the latest updates? Well, you know, we kind of we kind of set May first as a as a as a goal, as a as a deadline for getting something moving. You know, we've been trying a few things here over the fat last few weeks. Um, you know, some Google Classroom stuff, uh, some some Zoom type workouts, some Zoom meeting type workouts, and uh, you know, we, we we set May first as a as a time for us to you know to try to move forward as a program and, and try to get together as a group. We're going to do a Zoom meeting call um, here in the next couple of days and 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 try and establish you know some type of direction for our program. What are some things that you do want to establish during that call? Well, we want to, you know, number one, get get to see all the kids face to face, you know, actually see their faces because it's been it's been some time since we've uh, actually had some contact. You know, there's text messages here and there and there's, you know, some Google Classroom type stuff, but it, the the face to face contact hasn't been there. So that, I guess that's the first thing to do. And then, uh, you know, and, and then just talk about the uncertainty of, of things and and, uh, you know, how we can, you know, move forward as a group and maybe take away some of that uncertainty and, you know, and, and do some work and and uh, make this time fly better you know with some with some greater good coming out of it is there any type of workout plan do your guys have access to weights from their own homes well 
you know, what they have available is what they have available. And that's part of the meeting there too. We're going to see what's available out there. And, and, you know, if, if possible, if somebody doesn't have something that's available to them, we might be able to make some arrangements and, and drop a couple of dumbbells off, you know, maybe a bar or something, you know, um, you know, so the kids can uh, at least have something at their disposal. Coach, assuming that the season starts on time and goes as planned, do you have a pretty good idea of how big of a roster size you'll have? That's that's going to be the question. You know, we graduated, uh, you know, 16, 16 seniors last year and uh, without a big group of uh, juniors coming in. And, uh, you know, although we've got a, you know, a really good group of eighth graders that are, will be freshmen and, and uh, you know, a good group of, uh, you know, sophomores and juniors, um, you know, so the, the roster, it's going to be, a, you know, an ever-changing thing up until, up until the day practice starts. Coach, I know with a couple of schools dropping down to eight-player Munising, Lake Linden, did that force you to go out and try to get a few new opponents, or do you have an idea what the full schedule will be? Well, our schedule, you know, we're, we're, we're still at nine games. Um, you know, we picked up an, an extra crossover game um, with, uh, with Hancock on the, on the larger school side. So our, our crossover games, of course, are going to be, you know, Westwood, Nagani, and then the, the third one's going to be Hancock. And then uh, um, Gogebic um, dropped down into the smaller division. So we picked up Gogebic this year. Coach, how about a, a few areas of your team specifically as far as player personnel? Obviously, you've got some holes, as you alluded to, to, uh, to fill. But where are some strengths going to be for your team and where are maybe some areas of concern? Um, well, of course, you know, the, the, the number one thing is replacing that, uh, that offense and that defensive line last year. I mean, you know, all UP, all, all conference players leaving, you know, three, four year, uh, you know, starters for us, you know, trying to replace those guys. Um, you know, that, that's going to be the challenge. Um, you know, we, we do return a couple of nice skilled kids and there was some, there was some good skilled kids on the, uh, on the JV team. And, uh, you know, the, the linemen, of course, um, you know, we, we've got a few linemen there that we can uh, work into the program and, uh, you know, and, and get them, uh, you know, get them in, in a position to, uh, you know, do the job that was vacated by those graduating seniors. Who are some of your varsity returners that you're going to look forward to take the next step? Well, we've got uh, varsity returners. We've got uh, Dawson DeLongchamp, um, who will be a junior this year. Um, you know, he was uh, up on the varsity as a sophomore last year. He'll be a junior this year. And then we got Peter Ruthier, who's going to be, a, you know, a senior. And uh, the only other junior we had was Danny Perry. And we're looking for all three of those guys to fill their roles and contribute. Do you have any JV kids you're excited to see make the jump to varsity? Yeah, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, a couple of kids. We've got Dawson Laurie, um, Lucas Striva. Um, Johnny Matson, um, you, you know, and there's a couple of freshmen that, you know, that we might, uh, that will be sophomores that will, will probably end up having to, to bring up so we can, uh, um, fill up that roster. How about your, um, so, your coaching staff? Is everybody who was there coming back? You know, right now, everybody's, uh, everybody's still committed to coming back. Uh, JV staff is still, um, is still intact and the varsity staff is, is, is still intact. Um, you know, and that's just having conversations with people, you know, um, you know, since the season ended and, you know, and, and talking about, you know, planning. So, you know, of course, that could change, you know, at a minute's notice. But right now, everything seems to be in its place. Coach, looking back to last year, your first season at the helm of the varsity squad and another deep postseason run, you get to the Elite Eight. Tell me about your first year, maybe some of your goals coming into it. Do you feel like you achieved a lot of those? 
Um, you know, learning experience. Let's let's call it that. It was a, it was a great learning experience. I couldn't ask for a better group of kids for my first year as a varsity coach. Um, um, you know, we 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 met. We checked every box that we needed to last year. Of course, it would have been a nice to to win an extra, you know, another you know one or two games and and get to that Ford Field game. But uh, you, you know, like I said, we checked boxes that you know a lot of a lot of people didn't have us checking off. And uh, it, you know, again, it was a it was a great experience, great group of kids to have as my first year coaching, and a learning experience and. Uh, you know, of course, you know, it's, you know, with that learning experience, it's, it's, it's time to put what I learned, you know, to, uh, to practice because, you know, now we, now we've got to, you know, build the program, um, you know, basically with a, with a whole bunch of new kids. Well, that being said, what are some goals that you have for yourself as a team in year two? Well, year two, you know, we want to be competitive. We want to win some football games. But, you know, first and foremost, we want to, you know, get the fundamentals down and, uh, you know, continue that hematite tradition. Um, you know, Coach Olson, you know, when he left, he left us with a template. And, uh, you know, we're going to we're gonna stick to that template. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the goal moving forward. Coach, how about the rest of the conference? If you could preview the new divisional alignments in the Westpac for me. Um, well, you know, of course – you know, we lost Munising and we lost Lake Linden. You know, those are, you know, those will be re replaced by, uh, you know, I believe Gogebic jump dropping down. Um, you know, all the, all the, you know, it, it, it's still going to be top to bottom, you know, a, a really good conference for football. It's going to be a good football game every Friday night. Um, Competition is going to be good. There's a lot of, uh, um, you know, a lot of good athletes returning. Coaching pro coaches are still in place. So, you know, those programs, they just, you know, they just continue to, to, to produce good results. Coach, last thing before I let you go, from a fundamental aspect, what will be the biggest thing that determines your team's success this year? Well, of course, it's going to be our ability to run the football. You know, we have to establish, you know, we've got to get that line, you know, so that we can run the football and then our game can go from, our game plan can go from there. George Nemi, head football coach at Ishpeminkan, have to give some time to preview the upcoming hematite season. Always good talking to you, George. Stay safe, be well, and hopefully we can get the season going here before long. <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks, Tanner. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. If you're looking for more information or the latest news during Michigan's Stay Home Safe Lockdown, ESPN-UP has a few suggestions. MarquetteM-I.gov is the city of Marquette's website. MarquetteMI.gov is the city of Marquette's website and can tell you what's going on locally. State news and ongoing updates can be found at Michigan.gov slash coronavirus. And for handy hints and updates nationally, just visit FDA.gov. We're keeping you in touch. ESPN-UP. Now back to the sports pen. Here's Tanner Hoot. Welcome back, Banner Hoops with you here at ESPN. You keep glad to have you along. Let's take a quick break from high school football. Unfortunately, Paul Jacobson, head football coach at Agani, not able to join us this afternoon. He is out turkey hunting. Didn't have the chance to talk to him a little bit today, just briefly, but unfortunately not able to be with us here at ESPN UP. So we are going to turn our attention to college football in the local scene and welcome in northern michigan head coach kyle nystrom coach first and foremost always good to have you here tell me a little about the situation that your team finds themselves in team i would say about 80 percent of the guys are gone they're back home 
and uh, we've been doing their classes through virtual platforms, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'd say about 20% of them are here. And they're, they're, they got a, uh, a voluntary thing that they do with our strength coach, Rancha, you know, the guy that owns uh, that workout place here in Marquette. And he and he's been able to do stuff with them online. They've got they've got something going on. I stay out of it because I'll just get in the way. You know what I mean? Hmm. And uh, so they've been doing that, and then taking their classes on these virtual platforms. So um, I think grades will come out next week. So th- that'll be interesting. So you know, we've spent a lot of time as a staff just trying to manage them while they're away from us. They're off campus. You know where they're at academically, which. It's a little, it's a little high maintenance. You know what I mean. Well, um, how how big of a concern is that for you? With you know academic eligibility, a, a big it's a big concern, big concern right now, because a lot of I have a I have some real good students that once they get out of the classroom and they're they're on they're all on their laptops, they're not as good a student. You know, it's it's just a different dynamic. All the all the online learning is way different than. Being in a in a classroom where you know your effort and your work ethic can pay off, you know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. And so that, that's a that's a concern for us right now. And I just don't, it, you know, when they're on campus, they got to be around me. They can't. They're not. You know, they they got to answer to you right now. They got to come see you. They you know blah blah blah. They're with you, so you can get answers and you can get you can get credible information. And now I, I, it's really it's very difficult. To get that that information that we need, you know what I mean. How about recruiting? Yeah. How, how have you been impacted with recruiting? Well, not, it's, it's not, nothing with the incoming seniors. It's all the juniors. You know what I mean? Hmm. For all your juniors, because right now we we'd have been we'd have been in our second week on the road right now, looking at underclassmen where we all the coaches go out and it's like, you know, it's like sales. It's everybody's got a territory. And so we, we, we spend our time in Illinois, Wisconsin, and Michigan, and we go to all the high schools, and, and we have a, a, a big report system that we um, subscribe to called Collegiate Sports Data. And, and they, you know, they get information on every high school and um, the head coach there and what prospects he has that he, that he thinks maybe uh, has a chance to play in college. Now, you know, here, here's the problem with that. And it's, it, it gets worse every, every, every three years. Everything's like in about a three year phase. It gets worse and worse each year for the state of Michigan more than, let's say, Illinois or Wisconsin. A lot of the coaches don't respond to it. And so you'll, you'll get a report on a school and it'll say, it'll just be blank. And so now you, now you're, you're trying to hunt people down on the phone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, so what you do is you, you go through all the schools in your area and you look for the, the players that uh, the coach recommends and then you pull up their huddle film and get to work in evaluating. And so, um, you know, if you're, let's say if you're in the Detroit metro area, well, that's usually a pretty good return. They're, they're going to give you information. It's kind of like when you get north of Interstate 10, you know, uh, that it starts to get really, really – um, a little light, you know what I mean, as far as the information return. So you're on the phone and you're and you're and you're calling your contacts and, and, and trying to find names and who's got a guy, such and such. And uh, then you know, pulling film up in on the huddle and, and the huddle is a, is a savior because you can watch, you can watch and evaluate a player. Now, 
that tells you what his skill set is, is as a football player. What it doesn't tell you is in the part that we're missing right now is when we get into the schools, we can talk to people and find out everything we want about them. We can get his transcript. We can f- find out what kind of student he is, uh, what kind of work ethic he has by talking to people. You know what I mean? And all those things that you want to find out about someone besides what you see on, on a monitor. And, and, and that's, that's as important as anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you want to find out his character, his work ethic, and his academic ability. And so that's, that's a little, that's, that, that part right now is a little bit in the gray because not only it, um, uh, they're out, uh, they, you can't talk to anybody at the schools about it. But they're out of school, and nobody really knows, you know, what, what are their grades going to look like after the semester? I mean, it, it, you know, that that's a whole new new deal that we're working with right now, too. You know, what you know, what it will, what's going to happen to this semester as far as grades go for not only the kids that are seniors right now, but for, for the kids, the underclassmen too. Are and you so, having any conversations, any indication from the university? Maybe they lack some of those standards for academic capability. Well, it's not up to the university. It's up to the NCAA. All every every aspect of eligibility being um, approved or disapproved is runs through the eligibility center. Okay, and that's the spoke of the NCAA. The the, the, the universities have nothing to do with it, and um, and uh, so right now, you know, we typically have sixteen core credits that have to be met. For Division One, Division Two. Now, where they're at um, is a little different between the divisions. You know, um, as far as English, math, social science, natural science, anything that's additional, foreign languages, blah blah blah, econ, blah blah blah. You know what I mean? And so, so right now we've the NCAA has come out with a COVID nineteen waiver that you can apply for. That's going to be different than all those. Regular, those regular standards, and so we're gonna we're gonna get a little reprieve there from the NCAA. So the school, has, the, the universities have nothing to do with determining eligibility. How about uh, some of the conversations you've had with current players, whether that be football related or not? Are you able to stay in touch with most of your guys? Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like you spend most of your effort staying in touch with the with the maintenance players, the guys that are the guys that are three five students. And they're never on a list. They do everything right. They do it right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not spending a whole lot of time on them because they can take care of their business and you know where they're at. And you can kind of blanket statement those guys. Like they, they report. What we did is we had all our players report to their position coaches every Thursday using what we call our, uh, our, our, um, I think it's called Educat. It's a platform, and, and, and they would have to screenshot their grades to their coaches every every Thursday. Well, you know, then you get into uh, some of the grades aren't posted sometimes because, you know, professors may or may not update that thing, and, and so you're working around that a little bit, let alone just trying to get them to give you that response every Thursday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you, you your guys that are on on the ball and everything, you know, they'll have it to you by three o'clock in the afternoon, and then you're chasing the rest of them. You know what I mean? Give me your grades, give me your grades, and so you're, you know, it's a constant, it's a constant routine of chase. And and being that they're not on campus, like I alluded to earlier, 
it's harder to, to, to get your thumb on them and pin them down. You know what I mean? Mm. And we're all, we're all going through that. Every university or football programs going through that. And then, um, and you know, like I said, some, some players don't adapt well to everything on, on virtual coursework that, you know, you take them out of the classroom. Some people are, are not as strong, you know, because it takes away the work ethic and, and the, the attendance that they have in class and everything and, you know, their participation in the classroom and the lectures and the labs and whatnot. And so, you know, for us, you know, that's, that's been a lot of, that's been a lot of our, you know, put a lot of eggs in our basket as far as how much effort we're putting to that. Trying to keep, keep a good, I want them to be healthy academically. And then, cause then you got to, you got to figure out, you know, where they're at with their eligibility. Are they going to be okay? What do we got to do if they're deficient a little bit and get them ready for summer coursework, which is up in the air too, a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things out in the wind right now. Um, but the recruiting, the underclass recruiting, we're all in something that we've never been in before where we're, we're doing it all through information on recruiting reports, phone calls, and watching and, and um, evaluating on huddle. Now we've got a big board already. We've been we've been at it for about a month now. And for instance, just our quarterbacks. We've got forty quarterbacks that have been rated by the recruiting coach, by the position coach, by the coordinators, and by the head coach. We've got forty, and so there's there's forty guys there, and we've already cut out or trimmed the fat, so to say. You know what I mean? These are all kids that we either rate as a one they're an offer or two there you know what he maybe he's close but i don't want to offer him yet i want to see some more senior film or there are three which says we're not going to offer him right now but we're going to reevaluate him when they're a senior okay we've got 40 guys just that quarterback in that in, in that page right now and so we've got we've done a lot of work done a lot of evaluating we've got a we've got a big prospect list at a lot of positions and so, but the thing we're missing is we're missing all the, the, the face-to-face contact that we get with the coaches and the people in the high schools, finding out about all those other variables that we talked about earlier. And so, um, we've got a, you know, we've done a lot of work and done a lot of evaluations, but, um, all we know is what we can see on, on film and, and talking to the coaches a little bit. I know there's no handbook to try and, you know, navigate this. Like you said, this is totally unchartered, but are you having conversations with other coaches at other programs, maybe bouncing ideas off each other? Um, certain, certain few. I mean, you usually don't, usually don't show your hand when you're talking about recruiting with other people. You know what I mean? Yep. But, um, you know, I'll talk to some people at Central and Western because I have, I have, uh, I have people there on the staff that I've worked with or coached. You know, Tim Lester played for me at Western, and, and I, I, I'll talk to people at at Central because I still have friends on the staff there and, and see where they're at with maybe a certain guy. And, uh, you know, because for us to go find a guy and he's been offered by eight schools in the Mid-American Conference, well, you know, you're wasting your time right now. You may keep him, his name on the list, but you're not going to put a lot of, energy into recruiting him because you're 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 you're, they're a level above you you know what i mean Mm. but you still keep their name because you never know what happens you know what i mean you you look at a kid like jack Riger who plays for us he was offered by uh a couple fcs schools 
and for whatever reason, we, we still ended up with them. So you still have those scenarios, but you got to look at uh, the people that are recruiting them. You know, a kid that's got an offer from Western Michigan, Central Michigan, Northern Illinois, Toledo, Bowling Green, such and such, you know, you, you're going to be, as far as a Division two school, you're going to – you're he's a – you know, slim to none that you're going to end up with them if he's got an offer from those people right now. So you keep moving on. You know what I mean? But um, I think everybody is, you know, um, the people that are hungry and recruiting are at it right now, you know, and, and some of the people maybe that are, you know, uh, at the top of the hill right now are going to take their time and, and maybe approach it differently. I just know we do what we do and, and the best way for us to stay close to how we operate is to do what we've been doing the last four weeks. Is there a plan, any kind of a rephase back to normalcy, or is it just kind of you take it day by day and see what happens? Yeah, you take it day by day. You wait on the NCAA, and you're waiting on the governor to tell you, you know, what's going to happen. You know, another, another, you know, what we don't know out there is the summer camps, we may not get those this year, and that's a big part of your recruiting where you, you get uh, you get your prospects in the camps and you get to work them out and you get to coach them and you get to put them through drills and and that's a big that's a big component of recruiting. And so uh, we may not have that right now. It, it, it looks like the state of Illinois has canceled all their football for June, anything that the high schools are doing. so we may we may not get that. If I had to guess right now, I hope we can. It just depends how things can recover and, and how fast we can move in the right direction with the COVID. But, um, you know, a lot of your, a lot of your, you know, your normal standard operating procedure, things that you do during recruiting for underclassmen, um, you may not have this year. And so you, you do your best and find out about, uh, everything you can about your area and your players you know, in another way, you know what I mean? And the, you, you're just not going to get all that face-to-face and you're not going to get all that information, you know, with yourself right there at a school that, that, that you usually get. So that's different for us. Kyle Engstrom, head football coach, Northern Michigan University, kind enough to give us some time here in ESPN-UP. Appreciate it as always, Kyle. Best of luck navigating this going forward, and we'll talk again soon. Okay, take care, guys. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. Attention small business owners in the Upper Peninsula. We know that being a small business owner was challenging before COVID-19, and now as uncertain economic times unfold, there are new concerns. Please visit www.update906.com for resources to support you, including a UP-based team to help navigate programs designed to help support businesses. Update906.com is your trusted resource. Now back to the sports pen. Here's Tanner Hoop. Trying to work their way around the quarantine, the pandemic, as we all are, Coach. Is there a plan for your guys? Any conversations you've had maybe with the team as we hope to have a football season this fall, hope to get it on time, but as far as summer workouts, training, what have you, how does your team go about navigating all this? 
Well, there's, you know, the nice thing with uh, that I found with uh, kids and, and families in, in Marquette in general is, is they're pretty active, uh, you know, normally. Um, I keep track, you know, in contact with the kids every few days through text message and whatnot. And to be honest with you, the responses I have back from them are, are very, are very uh, promising, to be honest with you. They're just, they're, all the kids seem to be doing something. Staying active, there's some kids who, you know, prior to this had their own weight equipment in their house. Um, some of them are taking advantage of some online uh, training programs that we've sent them. Uh, some are taking advantage of actually, pardon the pun, going to advantage or not going to, but go, uh, having those uh, individuals do some things through some video uh, training and whatnot. So, you know, I just, it was funny that you, you asked to do this because just uh, within the last two days, I asked, you know, through text message, I had to break them all up into 50 groups of 15. So I get quite a few back and, and everybody's got something that they're doing. They're staying active and they understand the need to, you know, to continue with that and to take care of what they can do on their own. And at the end of the day, it, it makes us better as a group. Well, Coach, in year one of your tenure, your team gets to the postseason, wins a conference championship. Tell me about some of the goals you had and if you feel like you accomplished them in year one and what you want to build on going into uh, year two. Well, you know, the year one, to be honest with you, for me was, you know, getting kids out and increasing our numbers in the program. And, you know, the the success that we had during the year was fantastic. And I expected that having coached, um, I somewhat expected it having coached most of those kids in the past. So, you know, the, the, the success was, you know, obviously great. Um, and as far as the goal set, uh, you know, the goal every year um, that I've been around in Marquette, even, you know, as far as back as Coach LaHillier, you know, was to win the conference. And then at that point, give yourself an opportunity in the playoffs and see how things shake out. Um, so, you know, the, the kids that we have and the athletes that we have, um, you know, did they're just – Again, they're just athletes. Uh, they come out, they, they compete, and we all had a, a great time. The kids were, you know, very happy with the way the season went. And as far as I'm concerned, as long as the kids are happy and having a good time, it's a success all the way around. Do you have any idea what your roster size is going to look like or how many kids you'll have out this fall? Well, <laughs> that, was, that was interesting. I had a meeting, oh, gosh, it must have been two weeks. Uh, it was a Monday afternoon at noon hour, and I just, the week before, said, hey, meet me in the weight room. We'd get some kids to sign up, get some contact information, emails and stuff, and we had 56 kids show up. So, you know, and that's, that's for our varsity. So, I mean, that was, uh, what I want to say, that was obviously great. Now, will all the 56 of those kids, you know, show up? I don't know, but I guarantee you this, I'd rather have 56 than, you know, 36. And so the, the, the outlook was very promising at that time. And we had a good turnout. We were having good turnouts in the weight room prior to that. So things were looking up, and there was just a lot of good conversation and uh, interest in football. And 
it's nice to see when you have those meetings, kids walk in and you're like, you know, you got to go up and say, introduce yourself and, and who are you? And that's always a nice thing. Well, Coach, assuming that the season goes as planned, we can get it started on time. Tell me about the team you've got coming back. Some strengths for you, some players who are going to step up, and maybe some areas of concern. Well, I'm looking forward to, like again, we just have a great group of uh, returning juniors uh, that played a, a heck of a lot last year. We were you know, somewhat inexperienced going into the year. I think we had 14 or 15 kids that hadn't played the year before. So those kids all got valuable uh, playing time and, and experience. Uh, kids like Cam Carp and Ty Lauterman and Hobie Manson and Braden Wright. Um, you know, our junior class, Sean Mann and, and Ty Parker. A lot of those kids, uh, you know, the year before weren't on the team. So them, you know, coming back and having such a strong uh, experience and then we have a, a real good uh, group of uh, sophomores um, that are going to join us this year. And we had four sophomores on the team last year. And I expect nothing but, you know, them to progress uh, significantly. Um, they all did well for us. They all played valuable roles. So I'm, I'm very excited uh, with the team that we have. And, again, like I said, I, I know these kids, and I know they'll work, and they're just great kids. So, you know, as a coach, you go into it thinking, okay, you know, here's what we have, and you try not to get too far ahead of yourself and, you know, kind of, you know, not, not get crazy with it, I guess. And I just kind of take an even keel with it, and uh, I think they'll be fine. And, and again, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, like you said, hopefully – this thing uh, leaves us here and, and we're able to get out on the field and uh, get some things going, but uh, only time will tell and, and, and we'll just be patient and waiting for that. How about with your coaching staff, Coach? Is everybody going to be back in pretty much the same place? Yeah, everybody will be back. Um, I've had several conversations with them and I'll tell you what, you know, you talk about a, a first year uh, going into it and that first year couldn't have been made any easier for me than the, you know, because of the coaches that I had, um, they were fantastic. Uh, they all, they all assumed uh, roles that uh, we needed and everybody was communicating well. And, you know, we we're all trying to that first year, basically get used to each other, not alone, let alone get used to the kids. So, you know, a lot of that we're going to, come into this year with a lot of those things figured out so I'm again looking forward to it I I, I couldn't ask for a better group of coaches and uh, and we wouldn't have had near the success we did without their uh, their diligent work ethic and in the fact that they communicate well with kids coach tell me about the schedule for the upcoming year and if you could preview the conference well, uh, you know, we have our um, – we're missing – we've got eight games. We're, mi we're missing a, a game on week six. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a situation where, you know, you're looking for games. But, you know, now with, with what's happened here, it puts an even bigger emphasis because, you know, a lot of the schools have been impacted with, you know, not being in school and things. And so I think, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting, to be honest with you. Uh, we have uh, 
our conference, you know, is um, unfortunately maybe the last year of our conference. Uh, from what I'm being told, I haven't heard anything definite, but it seems as some of our teams may be moving on to a different conference, and ourselves in uh, Escanaba are kind of on the outside looking in. So I'm not sure how that's all going to work out, but uh, we've lost. Traverse City, St. Francis this year, which we knew we were going to, and through St. Marie, and we've picked up uh, Traverse City West, um, and then again, we're looking for a, for a ninth game. Coach, what'll be the biggest thing fundamentally that determines success for your teams? I think it's the same with most teams. Uh, you know, it, it, it all bases on your kids. Uh, you know, how, how hard are your kids going to work? Uh, how are they going to challenge each other? Um, how are they going to work together? And, you know, a lot of that, obviously, you know, the coaches can have a, a, a huge influence in that. But at the end of the day, um, it's the kids who carry out the responsibilities and the assignments and, and get it done. And, again, I, I, I couldn't ask for a better group of kids going into this. So I'm really – really excited and, and, and looking forward to uh, watching the coaching staff uh, kind of uh, in, not improve, but kind of further what we did last year. And we've got a group of kids that are able to handle it. So I, again, I, I, I'm trying to temper my excitement, <laughs> especially given the fact that there's so much unknown out there right now, but again, not to, keep repeating it but the one thing that is known is I, I got a group of kids that'll work and I got a group of kids that'll compete and and again that's all I can ask for. Eric Mason is the head football coach in Marquette as his team navigates the uncertain times hoping for a 2020 football season. Always appreciate the time coach stay safe be well looking forward to chatting more here in the coming weeks. Absolutely. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Tanner. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPNUP. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Now back to the sports pen. Here's Tanner Hoop. With the sports pen podcast, get it by going to our website, ESPNUP.com or get our free mobile app from the Apple iStore or Google Play. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad to have you along again. We had the chance to chat with several area high school coaches and Kyle Nystrom from Northern Michigan. Again, uh, Paul Jacobson of Nagani, unable to join us today due to a hunting trip. He's down <laughs> down south uh, doing a little turkey hunt. We're going to catch up with him uh, a bit later on down the road, and we'll see how Nagani's preparing for things. We'll do a preview of the minor football season. We also weren't able to locate a representative from Gwynn. Uh, certainly they're still dealing with uh, with a lot more than this virus when it comes to football. There's uh, a lot happening down there and a lot of fluid things uh, set in motion. But we will have previews of both of those teams here in the near future, and we will make those available for you here in ESPN-UP. 
That should do it for today's show. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. Don't forget that I'm back on tomorrow, same time and place, 4 Eastern, 3 Central, and it's my hope that you join me. Until then, thank you for being with me again. Stay safe, be well, and let's all get through this together. Enjoy your Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll talk back at you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Sports Fan on ESPN-UPWZAM, Ishpeming Marquez.